CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My guest on the podcast today is Jonathan Notley, a.k.a. MC Bliss from the Australian hip-hop group Bliss and Esso. Uh, I'm guessing if you are a Gypsy Tales podcast listener, you know who Bliss and Esso is. You've heard some of their amazing music. Uh, I think they're up to six studio albums now, uh, and then three of these are number one debuts on the ARIA chart. So these boys have been killing it for a very, very long time. Uh, I was introduced to Bliss through my podcast agent, as I like to say, Sam Moore, uh, this one isn't as long as we normally do purely because we met up, we said, Oh, do you want, should we get some food before the podcast? And we ended up basically doing a whole podcast before the podcast, which is lost to, uh, whoever else was in the cafe in Avoca beach or actually Coco Cabana beach. But yeah, I really enjoyed my conversation with Johnny and this will be a, I guess a reoccurring uh, podcast. I'm going to get him back on because I enjoyed the chat. We didn't get to touch on as much as I would have liked to. Uh, so let's just call this part one for now with a, an, an open-ended part two. Uh, enjoy. So this is just going to be an extension of breakfast, I'm guessing. It is. We, are, we already kind of started getting in some good shit. That's a, That's all it is. It just started. I was As we were speaking, I was like, oh man, we're on mindfulness already. We're doing this. We're doing that. It's like, we should be fucking recording. I know. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all about that uh, a deep, deep and meaningful shit. Like yeah. sometimes I listen back to the podcast and I'm like, fuck, just talk about some light shit. But I don't know. It just feels like that's where all the goodness is at the moment. Yeah. And especially, I, I guess, if, especially if you got something in common with the other person, you're both on the, on a similar vibe. It's real easy to talk about it. And I'm kind of stoked to talk about the shit because it's what I, it's what I'm living and breathing right now. Like all those, just the things that surround my life right now. So to connect with people that are kind of on that wavelength is pretty cool and compare notes. You know what I mean? Dude, you're right. And you said some stuff, um, yeah, this morning that like definitely made me think. Um, and you were talking about like some meditation and stuff like that. I haven't really gone down the meditation road. Where are you at with that? So, okay. So for years in my life, I always thought of meditation as this hippie thing, right? I was like, I had no real concept of what it was. And then I started studying like a few kind of like people that I'm inspired by, like top achievers and like looking at what they kind of do on a day to day, particularly like their morning routines. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to improve like as a human and I'll look up to certain people that are ki- killing it in whatever field they're in. I was like, okay, what do you do when you wake up? You know what I mean? I want to know specifically. And one of the most common traits is meditation of some sort. Right. And I was like, man, I should really, should really find out a little bit more about what this is about. So dude, I, I just, 
did a real simple thing of getting um, uh, the Headspace app, which is the most popular app for mm. meditation in the world. Um, and I was like, cool, I'm just gonna check this out. And all I do is a 10 minute guided meditation every morning. When I get up, it's the first thing I do pretty much. Um, and all it is, is about getting thoughts out of your head, basically. It's about just being centered and being like, just in touch with you and your body, your spirit and who you are at that time. And without all the crazy shit that flies around in our thoughts all the time, just getting, getting, getting rid of it. Mm. So it's a really simple concept, but I found like I've been implementing it basically for the last six months every morning. And I found it's like really helpful in like staying focused, staying like just on your path, staying, staying calm, not letting shit get to you too much. I don't know. I just think, I think it's, um, I think it's a pretty badass thing to do and get into. Yeah. It's that, um, I think too, when it comes to meditation, it's, it's more just like that self care. Like I feel like you're, I don't do that and I, I should, but I, I could see that when you start your day, giving yourself something that's super positive, like yep. how could that not then kind of push the rest of your day to be better if that makes sense 100 percent, man like your body is your temple right and it's like it's exactly what you what you said it's kind of taking care of yourself and um it's real easy like you don't even realize it in life how much our environment affects us and 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 outer outer influences actually guide your path right mm. and meditation helps you get back to you and about what you actually want to do and making sure you're on the path you want to be on and not letting too many influences and, and shit fly in your environment fly into your life to constantly sidetrack you mm. so that's why i found it pretty pretty helpful but yeah man i just think it's a positive thing in general yeah what um and you were saying you've just got into surfing as well right? i have man and dude because like i guess i don't meditate as such but i think that's, that's my that's my, meditation yeah, with mother yeah, nature big yeah. time i got a, i got a lyric about that in the song like it's a hundred percent that man and and uh i guess another thing i've been i've been really kind of been trying to be mindful about is appreciating moments and one of the big moments that i appreciate is when i'm sitting out in the surf particularly i go like i got some buddies of mine in sydney and we go for like late afternoon yeah. they call it lagos late afternoon surfs right when, when the light is like getting all purple on the water and shit and the oranges come out and it's like it's fucking amazing man you sit out there and you're like man just breathe in and just like suck it up you know what I mean because it's it's amazing and that's that's like meditation with mother nature with me yeah, yeah. I totally agree like me and uh, Jeff Weatherall he, he come on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh, he's like a pro, pro he's a pro surfer yeah but we went out we got up he had to be at work by like 7 or something so we got up at 5 15 it was still dark and then we got to um, the alley on the Gold Coast and it was still dark and like as we were walking down the beach yeah. that first crack of sunlight yep. and you're just like fuck this is special like yeah. and you it's those little things that they fucking get your day going man and like if you can start a day where you just have such an appreciation for just being on planet earth man. so it's like you can't get that by sitting down watching no. fucking sunrise at 7am with Mel and Koshy. No. like you're not getting that moment yeah. like the moment that you're gonna get is watching the sunrise, dude. 100. percent Recently, I just came back from Bali, and some buddies of mine were like, "Yo, we're gonna hit up Uluwatu and go surfing." And I'm like, "Cool, what time?" And they're like, "5 a.m." I'm like, "Fuck me, that's still dark." And they're like, "Yeah, dude, you'll see." So I'm, I'm still like learning, right? I'm not like by any means a fucking pro or anything, right? And they're like, as we're walking down this cliff face down to the water in the dark, like with your board. 
I'm like, they're like, okay, it's pretty gnarly. Paddle out, dude. Hopefully it's not big. We got to go through some caves, like paddle out through these caves basically to get out there in the dark. And I'm like, fuck man, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> so we paddle out. Luckily I didn't get slammed or anything. We got out there. Um, I was freaking out just trying to get out as quickly as, as possible. Cause you never know. It's like, you yeah. can't really see the waves coming at you. You don't know how big they are. And I, we get out there and the first wave I caught, the light, the sun was just coming up and it was just that golden stream hitting like the fucking perfect calm, like glass water in front of you. And that's a moment, man. Like that's, that's just, you can't really top that shit. And that will never fucking go away. Nah. Like you'll remember that for a very, very long time. Like mm. we had a day, we call it D-Day. Um, it was at a place called D Street in Encinitas. Yeah. And, um... We it was Thanksgiving and it was a fucking massive swell and it was like it was just as I got good enough to start surfing good waves. Yeah. So I was like right on that beginner stage to where I just felt comfortable. Got a big swell at D Street. Thanksgiving morning. There is not a fucking soul at the beach. Yeah. Because everyone's doing the family thing. Yeah. So it was five of us Aussies. Yeah. And we went out there and it was just fucking perfect waves, yeah. bro. And like there was the same thing. It was like that overcast with like the sun. There was dolphins. It was just like, what the fuck? And like that is just a point of reference for the rest of your life. 100%. And we just had a couple like jumping whales in front of us two days ago here at Copacabana. And it's like, man, that's such a moment. It's so sick. You've got you got to chase them in life. Eh? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think it's all about learning to appreciate it at the time. Mm. Like not just letting shit fly by and just being on autopilot. Mm. Like making sure that you're like actually appreciating it and like thinking about it yeah and that's where that's where like the phones and you know like we're kind of we do get disconnected these days by it's kind of always looking at the phones and, mm -hmm. and letting you do let that stuff mm -hmm. or you kind of get just caught up being um i guess super passive in ways like see i mean i've found myself doing that shit lately where you just kind of stick to a routine mm. when you really should be kind of bust out of it it's mm. like for that how fucking frothing i was on that sunrise mm. i'm not doing that every day yeah like, why, yeah. why 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 yeah why? i should be doing that shit every day yeah totally so i guess i that kind of circles back to that meditation thing of like if you're getting into a practice every day of that that 10 a.m yeah uh so, sorry 10 minutes what benefits come out of that that are direct benefits do you think man i think definitely um uh, just just having this calm and kind of focus throughout the day and also like being aware of outside influences not affecting you so they say one of the worst things to do and i was a terrible person at doing this like and getting to bad habit is the minute i wake up first thing i do is i grab my phone mm. grab my phone see what's going on jump on socials whatever and it's like immediately or emails immediately you're responding to other people's shit mm. Whereas really, you should be all about you. The morning is like your time to get yourself together, to center yourself, to get, you know, to ready to kind of kill the day. You know what I mean? And and that that was a big thing for me. Like this last six months have been a bit of a transformation in terms of the way that I live my life and the, and the habits, the good habits I'm trying to implement and bring in. There's been like a lot of kind of self, I don't know, in reflection and looking at different ways I can approach things. And yeah, that was a big thing. The other thing I do is um, I write down three things every day, every morning after I meditate, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And I find that super 
cool like in terms of just appreciating shit you know what i mean and it can be real mundane super simple stuff like yeah so what's your three from this morning well for like, like i think so i wrote down i think i wrote down something about like an am surf and the sun coming in it's mm. literally i wrote something like that another thing could be like uh, i appreciate being here being able to record up at copacabana in this beautiful location you know and then, then another, it could be anything you know it could be like i appreciate my my drummer dan being in my life he's a good positive dude i have great chats with him you know, and I write that shit down, you know what I mean? So it's mm. all little things that you're actually grateful for and you're positive for. And 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 what that does is it puts your um, subconscious on autopilot to kind of be happy mm. and also to, to really- Extract the positive. Yeah, man, because it's real easy to get pulled down in negative shit. And my, my whole thing, I've, like this last six months, has been to surround myself with positive people, mm. with people that, that love and, and help you on your journey and you can give back to them and they can give to you and, and all, all the conversations you have is a good one it's not like i just want to get complaints and all that kind of shit that negative vibe out of my life mm. and it's and it's you know it, it affects all of us as humans there's always you know ups and downs and all that kind of stuff but as much as possible i like to stay on that positive tip because it just infects everything else with positivity and you set yourself up to win do you know what i mean well there's this momentum in life yeah. and that momentum can either be like a snowballing shitty momentum or it can be like you said that you're on that positive tip and it's just like fuck bang 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 damn all this yep. good shit just keeps happening and it's yep. like it is this thing that you have to cultivate yeah you, like i just i don't think i don't think people are, are gonna give you like anything whether it's uh, I, not people maybe it's like the world like the world isn't actively out there to give you something no it's, the world doesn't care it's indifferent yeah and it's all yeah. about like whether you're a negative or a positive person mm -hmm. yeah there might be experiences that are negative that happen to you but it's about like cultivating your perception of those events because yeah. it's like the world isn't actively out there to fuck you over that no 100 you know? not but it doesn't give a shit if you're happy or sad it doesn't give yeah. a shit it's the world so it's up to you to do that that's right and everyone's got their own world in here right so it's all about how and that's the one thing you can control is your world in here mm. so i'm all about making sure i set myself up to win and whether that's i'm setting myself up in a good environment that is positive surrounding by the right people doing everything i can to you know, better myself as a person yeah that's that's kind of my been my tip for the last six months so what was the, the all right let's go back to six months then mm. to the day where you said maybe there wasn't a specific day but like to the point where you said fuck i've got to change something like what was it it was it, it was i'll tell you exactly what it is so i've been in this game for a while right and like you know living the kind of rock star lifestyle of like gigs all the time it there's a lot of fucking partying and a lot of like, you know, in the music industry, you can't escape, you know, there's always events, there's always alcohol involved, there's always this, there's always that. And you kind of get sucked in, before you know it, you're kind of sucked into this cycle where it's not it's not like you got a problem or anything. I'm a, I'm a functional guy, I'm, in, I'm a smart guy, I know how to kind of handle my shit, we're, we're doing great stuff as, as a band and all that. But at the same time, you, I kind of got to the point of last year, I was like, I was like not feeling good. Like my health wasn't that great. And I was just kind of like, man, I could be, I could be bettering myself way more. And also I've got other goals and I got other visions that I want to accomplish in my life. And I'm like, is this really helping? Am I really living, being the best version of myself? And that's what it came down to. And I was like, and I made a change basically based on that. I was like, I wasn't happy with my physical health. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to be, cause I want to, I want to be able to do shit. I want to, I want to surf. I want to fucking go mountain bike ride. I want to, I want to fucking hit the snow, all that shit. I love that shit. That's, that's life for me. And 
if I set myself up to have the best body as in as as possible and mind, then I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the greatest situation to just achieve shit I want to do. Plus, with the music and everything, it's just it makes everything easier when you're when you're kind of on top of your game, right? So that was kind of the catalyst to why I wanted to make a change. And then yeah, I just implemented a whole bunch of. I did a shit ton of research, studied pe- people that I look up to. What do they do specifically? Um, and you know, I, yeah. So shit like you know, I'm hit. You know, I hit the gym. I've changed my diet radically. Um, you know, I'm on the ketogenic diet, which is a whole nother thing we can go into. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. a fucking yeah. Um, you know, meditation. Um, you know, writing down some you know stuff like you know what you're grateful for. All those kind of little things that add up, man. Mm. And so that's changed. And 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 just being aware, of mindfulness, all that kind of stuff. It's it's been a game changer for me this year. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. That's the tip. And how old are you now? I'm 38. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, I guess, too, when you kind of hit that you're in your 30s and you kind of, like I said, um, like, fuck, I don't know, when I was like 18 or 19, I was like, I want to be the fittest I've ever been when I'm 30. And yeah. like, I'm 30 in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I pretty much am the fittest I've ever That's been. That's great. And it's like, a, um, yeah, I don't know, there's something about just getting to that age where it's like, if you don't get on top of this shit now, yeah. it's going to fucking slip and it's going to slip quick and Dude. it's going to be really hard to catch that fall. So I've lost 20 kilos in, in Fuck, yeah, that's I t- I lost, heavy. yeah, in about four months I lost 20 kilos, which is fucking massive, man. I was like at a point where my surfing, I could barely stand up because you imagine fucking trying to stand up with a 20 kilo dumbbell holding it. It'd be fucking hard as shit, right? Yeah. And you're pulling out of the water. And yeah, man, it's, um, it, it's, and it's exactly what you said, man. It's like, okay, you fucking start feeling the pinch of life. Like, okay, life is short, man. And it's like, I'm going to be 40 in two years. Fucking 40. Mind you, I got a whole different mindset about like age, especially this generation. It's, it, it's, it's out the, yeah. it's out the window yeah you know I, I agree I've been thinking about it's, that it's so out the window and it's all about how, what, where you feel because they, what they don't tell you is man I'm the same dude as I was when I was 18 years old I'm yeah. just a little I got more experience on my belt I'm a little wiser but I'm still the same Jonathan with the same passions and all that shit mm. so you're essentially the same person and so I'm I was like, man, yeah, I'm going to hit the big 4-0 in a couple of years. I want to be going into that shit at the absolute peak of my life, like yeah. killing it. Like I don't want to be I don't want to be overweight, feeling like shit, like not attacking my dreams, you know. I want to be killing it in every way and just be feeling good. And that's and that's kind of that's kind of where I like kind of pulled the finger out and I was like, I got to do something. There is that yeah. old narrative of like you you're at your peak at 30, 35. And then it's all downhill from nah, there. No like, way. But no, that's the old narrative, that's right? That's so the old narrative, man. Yeah. And it's like, you look at Jay-Z, man. He's going to be rocking on stage till he's 70. And that's what that's the way I look at it, man. I'm going to be fucking doing this shit for a long time. And it and it, that's it's going to work moving forward. Age is not it's not applicable like it used to be. Yeah. And it goes the same thing with like having kids and having families. All the, all the traditions of you got to do it by this age or this age, it's out the window. We're going to live a lot longer because of science, medicine, and knowledge and technology taking care of ourselves and that changes the game so i'm not I, I don't subscribe to the old the old philosophies when it comes to that yeah i um i've obviously like because i'm at the about to be 30 kind of thing so i'm yeah. like in that headspace now man you got, you got nothing to worry about dude, I, yeah <laughs> but it's it's so relative though right like you sort yeah. of you think about where you only really think about yourself and where you're at and where you've been kind of thing but um like because i've just really got into jujitsu okay and uh, it's like a 12, 15 year black belt. And I'm not in it. Wow. Like, like right now I'm in it. Be- like I want to get a black belt. Yeah. Like that's, I'm fucking keen. Yeah. And uh, 
and it's like dude i'm gonna be a white belt for like a year and a half yeah and you, you know like that's the that's the thing that the first person the day they walk into the gym they get the same thing as i'm gonna have for like two years yeah and that's like it's gnarly when you think about the i guess like the how committed you have to be through that yeah but i'm gonna be like a 42 year old black belt that's so dope it's though. fucking weird and man, like, you, it's weird to think about that but it, it's super dope and having a long-term goal like that you know I'm sure you got many others, but that just as a small thing, that's really cool. One of the big things that helped me out with with you know my kind of six months like life reset, I like to call it, is um, my drummer Dan. He called me up one day. He's like, "Yo, I'm doing this marathon in Noosa in May, oh, yeah. right?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna do that." Well, he didn't even ask me. I was like, "I'm gonna fucking do that with you," and that was in my mind. That became this goal yeah. that I had set way off in the distance like it was like five months away or whatever so i had five months to get myself ready to that point and having those long-term goals man is so important did you end up doing the marathon yeah i did fuck yes. yeah yeah That's yeah sick. so five months training you did a marathon. yeah but this is the crazy thing i hurt my uh heel like three months out or something and it was taking a fuck load time just to to recover just to get, so i yeah. couldn't i couldn't basically run so i was doing other shit like i was on the bike or i was surfing or whatever you know like i was my general fitness was pretty good i was yeah. lifting weights but i hadn't really run right and then it was funny like my my drummer was like full-blown training for it and i ended up getting like three minutes after him and he couldn't believe it because i hadn't really trained but it was by far one of the fucking hardest i'm never gonna do this shit again yeah. like it was it, i'm glad the box is ticked yeah but i'm not a fucking runner man like fuck that it was a horrifically painful to go through Fuck. like i think about How it now, long was it but it was uh it was so it was okay did you do it under four hours or yeah no no so technically it was a half marathon right oh, okay, i did yeah. a half but still it's that shit gnarly. is fucking hard as shit i'm not okay and there's no Preach. fucking around yeah <laughs> um and so it was 21 something k or whatever right yeah. so it took me i can't remember i guess like 155 or something one hour 55 but i didn't stop my main thing That's was pretty fucking good and i did it with a couple of buddies that were fi like fitter than i was and we were running together and they were kind of like, I'm going to walk for a bit. And I was like, I got to the halfway point. I was like, you know, I've come this fucking far. I'm not going to fucking stop. I'm just going to fucking do this. As far as Gump this bitch. I, yeah, I wanted to prove it to myself. And you're fucking, you dude, your your legs are killing you. Yeah. Like, like killing you. But um, yeah, I got through it. And that was a that was a great moment just of like if you really if you like just in physical grit, you know, mental grit. Well, it's gotta be more mental than it is a totally mental game. Your so, legs are supposed to fucking run. Yeah. But your mind is the one your that, mind like, is like motherfucker like, you don't need to do this yeah. bro there's no fucking tyrannosaurus yeah. rex chasing your ass down like nothing's yeah. trying to clip you right now just yeah. fucking quit yeah and in a weird way man it's like it's kind of like I felt like it was a pretty rad life metaphor for like just sticking with something fucking oath man. yeah and, and, and just being able to, to, to achieve what you think would be almost impossible and just fucking doing it so that I'm really happy I did it yeah but dude you'll take that experience through the rest 100%, of your life man 100% like, yeah it's funny I um I had a fucking crazy edibles experience mm. that like I uh I sort of put down to fucking running a marathon basically because oh, really? it was like I was on a plane it was actually next to fucking uh Brisbane mm. and I just yeah went fucking way too deep and uh and I was like, cause I've done, I haven't done a marathon, but I've done like some really crazy road rides on mountain bikes and yeah. like hundred K road rides and, um, like six hour mountain bike rides where you're doing like 6,000 feet of climbing. So I mean, I've kind of been in that, in that hurt locker place before where you want to quit and your legs are fucked, but I had, I'd never really done it like mentally. So then I, I just, yeah, I got fucking deep on a flight from 
snacks and it was like six hours of just fucking turmoil oh because you would be eating edibles yeah right. like way too much dude like probably six seven times more than I'd ever had before what? but I by accident oh right okay yeah I had a terrible experience with that shit yeah, yeah and yeah. I've just gone like I just went so fucking deep and like I uh so I guess I, I'm sitting there and um and I'm like texting my friend. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I think I, I think I messed up. Like, how much was actually in this shit? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm. If you get it wrong, you're fucked. You're and fucked. there's no escape. You're done. You're in, and yeah. you're, you got to go ride it out. Yo, big yeah. time. So I'm like, I'm texting my mate. I was like, fuck, I fucked up. And then anyway, so I sit down on the, I sit down on the plane, and then I'm like, I, I put the fucking tray down. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm sweet. I'm sweet. And I felt like I was about three hours into the flight. Yeah. And uh, the hostie walks up. Yeah. And the hostie taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, can you please put your tray table up for takeoff? Yeah. Three hours, in my mind, three hours into the flight. Like, I'm already feeling, like, the motion of the plane. Like, oh, oh, wow. And we hadn't even fucking taken off oh, yet. Oh, shit. So then I was like, fuck, I'm in trouble here. Because yeah. it had been about, what, six minutes? Yeah. So I thought we'd gone for three hours. Yeah. So anyway, it was just a fucking... It's scary, man, when you get that deep. Yeah, I, I had a bad experience there that it was fucking, like, life-shattering shit. Dude, like, yeah. when the plane took off, like, all of the um, reality of what is happening in a fucking aeroplane when it takes off, <laughs> yeah. like, overwhelmed me. And I was just like... You're thinking about thinking fuck. and you're thinking about thinking and... Oh. Yeah, it's- and, like, the just the physicality like I felt like I was uh, Matthew McConaughey in fucking what was that space movie that he did oh yeah 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 fucking yeah 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 yeah. you know, the, you yeah, know the one, one, but yeah. they're in the they're in the spaceship it's like, like yeah. I was fucking right there yeah so anyway Interstellar but, Interstellar yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right so I was on that journey yep and, uh, and it was like six hours we had to land in Hawaii there was a passenger that was sick right and like as we landed I come out of it and I was right. like oh. and I was like fuck I'm back but I've, I've like attributed that to like the mental version of all that super hard physical yeah. shit that I've done and like it, it's just funny like oh that's good you look at it in a positive way at yeah, least I took, you, you, I was, got, you got through like a cookie marathon dude yeah. yeah I was like fuck that's like a that's like a brain version of running a marathon I was fucking damaged dude yeah it's fucked man but yeah. I guess yeah it just made me think of that but um yeah that whole thing like once you get through something that's that hard physically yeah but it's again it's more the mental side that's the challenge and now like how do you feel when something is hard you've got like a crazy point of reference for what hard actually is 100% and I don't I don't know if I would have got to the point I'm at now if I didn't have my drummer call me up and say he's doing this thing and me to jump at it and go okay I'm gonna commit to this and have that that long term goal like I don't know if I would be where I'm at because if you don't have I find if you don't have that point of reference you're kind of drifting in the wind a little bit it's all good to have good intention but you gotta have something you actually concrete concrete you're aiming for you're going this date I'm doing this and you need that I think it what it boils down to is almost like accountability because Kirby's there yeah being the guy that's going like he's the guy that's in it with you yeah all of a sudden like when you take the onus off yourself yeah and then you're accountable and, and, to other people. And having, you know, have a bunch of conversations leading up to it. We're supporting each other in the training. You know, he's telling me, he's sending me his, like, you know, run data and shit, the map he's on. And I'm doing vice versa when I was actually running. But, yeah, having that having that support was a big thing. And it goes back to having that, you know, that circle of friends around you that is positive mm. and on that wavelength. I've been yeah. thinking about that a bit lately of, like, we're in a very lucky position as two dudes that work for ourselves. Mm. They're like, if there's a fucking dipshit that you don't want to be around clip 
yeah see ya yeah but like fuck man I, I really feel for the people that are stuck dealing with just pieces of shit in their workplace or you know what I mean like they kind of can't escape that stuff as easy as well and what's even worse is people that don't realize that mm, they're in that this because they're, they're, because negativity breeds negativity do you know what I mean it's just like positivity breeds positivity it's the same thing mm. and people that don't realize they're in that cycle and it is affecting them and it's kind of it's bringing down their world but they're not mindful of it that happens so often man you know I'm sure you got people mm. in your life I know I do that are stuck in that mode and they're just complainers or they're you know just always in a bad mood or all there's always something wrong and, and you know what I mean and and it's What's like that victim mentality yeah 100% and it, you know sometimes I get it I'm, I'm empathetic I get sometimes there are external factors in their life that that are that they can't control or whatever but um, as much as you can be aware of it helps so much man because once you're aware you can change shit around you right so yeah, that's my yeah. that's my whole thing yeah yeah it's definitely um yeah, let's. I guess it just is one of those, um, one of those things that you have to cultivate. And like, I, I like to break things down into. Uh, there's two types of people in the world. There's people that the world happens to them, and there's people that happen to the world. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, you're fucking bliss from Bliss and Esso. You've happened to the world. Mm-hmm. You did a thing. You had a thing that was in your head. Yeah. And it was an idea, and then you got together with. Yes, you're made yeah. and then you fucking put out this thing yeah. and then that thing happened to the world yeah. and then there's the people which are like the complainers and the victims the world just fucking happens to them and they're yeah. like they're the effect of all this negativity yeah. instead of this positive force that goes outward Yeah. so it's like I just get frustrated and, and fuck man I've, I really try and uh, categorize people in my life as like do you happen to the world or does the world happen right, to you right okay because if the fucking world happens to you I don't want to be around yeah, yeah 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 and it's true yeah because I don't like I don't give a fuck that someone run into your car I don't give a fuck yeah. that that you didn't know that you couldn't park there and now you've got a, spe- a parking ticket like I don't give a yeah. fuck like yeah. that's it yeah that sucks but you know that like you did that all of this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah at some point it's a choice you made mm-hmm. and then that's just fucking how it is. Yeah, like that's it. It, it might have been a choice you didn't mean to make. It might have been a choice that was your hand was forced. But whatever you did, like yeah. a day before that, put you in that position. Yeah, that's right. So it's like, yeah, you just got to kind of be the person that happens to the world. Like, yeah, yeah. This podcast it was just an idea, and then mm-hmm. I do it, and it happens to the. It that's happens it. to the that's world. It. And then the next thing you know, you're affecting people. People are watching. People are taking interest, and it's it's growing. You know, I think too, like. A thing that I've been thinking about lately as well is the uh, the ripple effect of positivity. Mm-hmm. So when you make a choice, like road rage is a good example. Yeah, right? yeah. So like I've fucking blown up at people in the car, like just yeah. so super dumb. It shit. Happens everyone to us all. has, everyone yeah, 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 has. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I wonder what that then does to that person that I blew up at. Mm. And then is he going to go home and is he going to be a cunt to his wife? And then Uh, is his wife going to then be a bitch to their kid? And then is his kid going to go to his room and cry? And then does he get up in the morning and pick on some kid at school? Like, the butterfly effect is real. There's a crazy ripple effect. And it's like, do you want to be responsible for that? And it's like, play it out to the worst fucking scenario of what your negativity could have on somebody. And do you still want to put that into the world? Yeah. No. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. 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 No, a hundred percent, man. I mean, like, you know, 
Yeah, fuck. I mean, the world is, is a crazy butterfly effect, though, man. It's all it's all happening all the time. I can't get too lost in that shit because it's like that's daunting. It's like thinking about man. There's a lot, but then then the beautiful thing is on the flip side, you know, you get to do something creative. You're doing something creative. I'm doing something creative through music. Get to affect people on a positive tip, mm. and that's a beautiful, fulfilling thing. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like it, it is daunting if you think about it, like through that thousand mile away ripple effect that mm. your negativity has has but then it's so easy to just go ah fuck I'm just gonna clip all that and I'm just gonna be positive and then it's only a good ripple effect so it's like yeah don't you know yeah you could get daunted by all of it but it's just like use that as the reference point of like oh fuck I need to be positive totally and like what we were saying before like on a personal thing you know uh, you know learning how to reflect those negative thoughts out and be positive and be kind of a master yourself yeah. like I was saying you know you could be in the shower and suddenly you snap out of it and you're like fuck for the last five minutes I've been going down this rabbit hole of like this one situation getting all emotional getting upset about it and like being able to just go I don't need to be in that at all yeah. like life is great you know what I mean and that, that goes back to that shit that I appreciate and write down because yeah. you have these references immediately like it's like you get a different set of reference like a, a personal reference of where you're at in life and what you have to be have to be grateful for in life yeah. and immediately that changes your whole perspective you're like that's actually not important I'm not even worried about that and you're fucking you're laughing at the fact you just got caught up in it yeah do you know what I mean yeah it's that self-awareness yeah and it's like fuck it's so hard to be reflective though like and like honestly reflective yeah because it's so easy to praise yourself like oh look at what I just did I'm fucking rad but then it's like oh you're a piece of shit there uh let's just fucking ignore that bit yeah you know but it's like you've got to be as critical on yourself as possible not to like self-loathe uh loathe but it's like be critical and, and do think about what those negative things or whatever, like how they did. Take affect. them on board, think about them, but yeah. don't let them get to you. Don't let them get to you. Yeah. But I think that it's like having the awareness of how you treat other people, how you do certain things. Because a lot of that, like, I guess what you were saying about like those people that are like complainers or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, so say someone's always complaining around you mm. and then you cut them off. Mm. And then that person is like, oh man fucking bliss doesn't talk to me anymore fucking thought we were friends but it's like ultimately it was his action that led to you cutting him off yeah so it's like if you don't take that shit on board to be like okay well what part did i play in bliss clipping me from the program yeah and if it's only again those negative things happening to you so i think there is a big value in um looking at yourself it through a critical lens totally. and saying like what does this shit affect yeah. because yeah that you complaining all the time was the reason that please fucking clip you from the program yeah totally and you know what some some of those people are so deep in it that they probably will never look at that and they oh, probably will not hard. not realize it and it's always the victim thing you know what i mean but like what we were saying before man life is short dude and like it your ultimate happiness is fucking paramount you know and you want to take care of other people and be positive to other people but not at the detriment of yourself when you know you're you're just you know in a situation that is just not bringing you happiness or anything. It's like, well, fuck that. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Do you do you have a thing now where you like wish that you'd got on this program sooner? Fuck yeah, yeah. man, a hundred percent. Like it's it's, but you know what? It's everything happens. It kinda, all leads up, yeah, that man. Point. And and I feel like a lot of this shit a lot of this shit you kind of know already you know mm. and you've heard it before and you go yeah that's probably true that's true but it's a whole different thing when you actually implement it yeah. when you actually implement it and then you and then you look back at like six months you go fuck man I've s- totally done like 
a total flip on what I was. You know what I mean? And like, not just mentally, but like physically and everything. It's 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 a trip out. And then that spurs you on and gives you more momentum to keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you're probably at a point now where you're like, fuck, I wish I did bit it sooner. But like, holy shit, like, look at where I'm at now. And you've got that point of reference to be like thankful for in a way. Um, cheers, bros. Because you've, uh, you know the other side, you know the 20 kilo heavier version of you. So yeah. it's like, makes it that much more appreciative of the you know negative 20 kilo version of you right now 100 percent, 100 percent. and you know and the and the thing right now for me is i mean if i look back at the last 20 years of being a rapper and and all that shit you know there's probably no more than maybe three or four weeks in that 20 years that i didn't have a beer do you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Having like, cause it's just, it's just everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near was an alcoholic or anything, but it's just the way we live, especially in Australia. Drinking is so it's a culture. It's a culture. It's everywhere. And also binge drinking is such a culture and you mm. don't even realize what binge drinking is until you actually realize what it is. And you're like, everyone binge drinks. Yeah. Like that, it's, it's, that's a label that people are like, oh, I'm not really a binge drinker. It's like, if you fucking throw up from drinking alcohol, yeah. you're a binge drinker. Yeah. Or just like have like fucking 20 drinks in a night. You're a binge drinker. But anyway, yeah. I guess I guess so the last six months I haven't drunk right I haven't drunk uh, you know partied at all and that's Shit. is everything okay hang on I'll just make sure oh I think it's just because it's not plugged in yeah, oh it's, yeah it's still have you got have you did the power work yeah 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 I cool just give me two seconds and I'll chuck the charger on it. Yeah. It's all there. It's just the um, screen goes when it's you know it goes in like sleep mode yeah like, is it was it still recording yeah 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 yeah. Fuck, man, it flows so good with you. It's so easy to talk to you. Yeah, no, vice versa, bro. Yeah, it's crazy how people are really getting on that kick too. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that want to be on that program of um, improving the, them their lives. Yeah. It's like it seems like sort of hate to say it's a trend, but it does seem like a. A new trend. It's, it's, well, that's a it's a great fucking trend if that if that's the case because it's there's nothing but good shit for people if they if they're picking up that. It's um, I guess I'll like, and we're back. Sorry, people. Uh, what you were saying before about the whole um, age thing mm -hmm. is rad because my uncle he was on the podcast a couple weeks ago and he's fucking like sixty. And he mountain bikes every day. Okay, yeah. And it's like, so what you were saying about your your whole perspective of age, that shit's changing, bro. Like 100%. keto, like living on a keto diet, yeah. like your, your insides, say if you didn't do this thing six months ago, yeah. like your insides in five years of living the old way is going to be like a 70-year-old dude. Fuck yeah. But then if you stay on that keto thing yep. to your 60 it's yep. like your insides just fucking stay good that's right and the beautiful thing about the, the human body is it's constantly growing and, and recycling and actually you can actually reverse negative effects that you've done in the past you yep. know what I mean but yeah it's a similar thing um, my one of my cousin's partners he's like 60 and he's like a badass like heli ski guide and like kite surfer and like mountaineer he's climbed Everest and he's 60 and he's still doing it he does yoga every morning and it's like I told him the other day I saw him in Bali and we went kite surfing and I was like dude 
you're the fucking exact you're an example of who I want to be when yeah. I'm 60 I'm going to be my version but I want to be in a state where I'm still doing all this rad active shit that is, that is like the spice of life and I want to take care of my body and just be in that zone because he, he's he like he's the youngest 60 year old you've ever seen like and that's so rad yeah there, and there's a lot of those fucking dudes getting around yeah. now because yeah. and like our generation we're the ones that are really going to lead the charge on 100% because we're on the cusp of the curve of the knowledge as well exactly yeah. like you got your entire fucking human history mm. worth of knowledge mm-hmm. on there and like dude even um like with jujitsu for me it's like i can go to class every day like mm-hmm. i do and i can train every day yeah and then if i really want to get weird i can fucking sit on youtube all day every day not watch the same video twice because there's just this like this ocean of people's knowledge that they just put up for free yeah and then you can then take that back so it's like totally that, just as a I guess a um, an example of like what you can fucking learn yeah now. if you really want to like, it's all when there. was the last the, time you watched like normal TV I was just about to bring this up like it's it's amazing like I, I haven't I basically only watch YouTube now when Dude, I watch 100%. it, it's just YouTube, and it's shit I want to watch. It's shit I search for. I'm not gonna sit sit and watch a channel that that panders to shit I'm not interested in. Have some and and and, 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 and have commercials. Fuck commercials. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest waste of life I've ever seen. So it's like, man, 100. percent It's a it's a totally different day and age in the way we co- uh, consume content, and the the pool of knowledge is astronomical now. We're, we we are so blessed to be living in this day and age where that we basically saw the birth of the internet. And it's like it's a it's a massive moment in human history. Fuck yeah! Dude. And it, to be to be part of it is pretty is pretty. That's another thing to be grateful for. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's pretty special. And the amount of opportunity that the internet allows us is fantastic, especially for people like me and you doing hundred percent. Yeah, being our own bosses and doing our own vision. It's it's just rad. And it's crazy. Like the school of YouTube is the most fucking real thing. Like when I we were talking and, about it at. Um, at breakfast that Alan Hardy's the guy that kind of got me into filming basically yeah. because I couldn't afford to keep paying him to film yeah, for me yeah, yeah. and I was like hitting him up with all these questions and it was like right 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 as YouTube started having like tutorials and shit yep. so dude I've fucking filmed all over the world yep. for some of the biggest companies in the world never fucking set foot in a classroom related to filming yeah exactly exactly uh, even man even when i you know started learning about food and diet and exercise 100%. This is is first of all this is fundamental shit that should be taught at school and it wasn't for me i never learned about any of this shit relating to food and it's so crucial to the human being right and it makes me think like there's so much the the the, the we got a bit of an archaic education system but this new school of youtube or a new school of internet you can search for so much shit and learn so much it's all available to us you know what I mean Every, you just fucking type shit into Google and you fucking got tutorials on fucking everything yeah, yeah. oh dude and the food thing is a crazy resource the fitness thing is a crazy resource yeah just the, the aspirational element of like I'm sure you've what like before you went to Ulu you were fucking looking up dudes surfing that wave and you know like you can just get inspired by yeah. people you can be 100%. empowered by people yep. you can um you know absorb knowledge and 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 it gives you it can give you mentors online mentors Big basically time. like cuz it's allowing you to fucking suddenly be in someone's world and they're they're killing it in their field and you're in your tr- 
totally tapped into it. Mm. And then you got another five other people that are killing it in their field and you're tapped into that and you're just constantly absorbing and learning. It's, yeah, it's rad, man. Well, that's what we were talking about as well. Where I've, That's kind of been the thing that I've learned through the podcast is that I'm a blessed person to get to associate with the people that I do. And even though, like, well, a perfect example, like Sam Moore tech puts us in a group text. I've never met you. Yeah. Sam puts us in a group text. Yeah. I respect the fuck out of Sam. Yeah. You respect the fuck out of Sam. Yeah. Then instantly there's like a, like we can be fucking mates because if, if he's totally, you know what I mean? It's totally. that, that whole deal. Yeah. And then from there you, like I can give, access to the people that listen to this yeah you know two three hours with a a guy that's fucking killed it in mm. his life yeah through these things and it's like well you can you you just can have a conversation like people are listening to us have a conversation about what's worked for us in life totally and it's like if you're one of those people and and you might be listening to this and you're like fuck man maybe the world does happen to me maybe i do complain a lot it's like just spark those little sparks yeah. that then you can give people it's like this shit just didn't happen before yeah like if you were born in fucking Bamaga yeah. in Cape York yeah like you were exposed to Bamaga Cape York yep. or back even when I was a kid growing up in Cairns yeah like we didn't have a computer till I was maybe like 15 yeah so it's like you think about my circle of what I got to experience in life yep. up to 15 was that geographic location but now it's like you can fucking be anywhere you that's can right be everywhere that's right and that's what that's what gives me so much hope for the music game as well because it's changed it for artists so much mm. so there's the whole you know argument about you know music musos don't make the money they used to make blah 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 but you at this flip side you've opened up your access to the world so radically more and empowered artists through the internet to do it themselves and be able to reach people and all that and i man i love that that's to that to me is exciting you know what i mean like actually playing the game of like I get to make my art myself, control it myself, have my own vision, and then be able to talk and relate to my fans and give it to them immediately myself and be a part of that and not just be a part of this huge machine, you know, and be a kind of a, almost like a laying back and going, okay, well, here's the music, get it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, yes. I'm not saying that, that that is definitely a way and we've used that way in a bunch, but also having the other way as well to be able to do it yourself is so rad. And then it, it's like, the fucking the your I guess your future and your existence it's in your hands like mm. you're the one driving the ship it's not like you drive it to the point of handing your music over and then be like well fuck hope it works it's like you can have that and it's yeah. it's like if you really get after something and you really put it in the work and then you're doing that work once the music's released you're doing the touring you're responding to fans you're like the it, it's fucking there. Like yeah. you just have to really work to take That's what's right. there. You that, know, that, it's not up to, and I guess too, it's not up to somebody to, to decide what's cool. Like, uh, they, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be in the hands of someone else's decision-making or to someone else's like approval. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, for sure. Like you yeah. look at, um, like one of my favorite bands is Linkin Park. Mm -hmm. Right. So I grew up listening to, that's probably the band I've listened to the most. And, there's a uh, Mike Shinoda did his Fort Minor album yep. and he there was a song on there where he talked about the process of the record label saying like you just play the keyboard and Chester's gonna sing like we're not gonna do the rap rock thing yeah and they were like fuck that we're doing the rap rock thing and they're thing. so good they and did because they, they made themselves unique yeah exactly but yeah. they were still 
in that time mm-hmm. where people could tell them what to do and if they didn't have their own kind of have you seen the 60 second is it 60 seconds to Mars is that the band 30 title seconds. 30 seconds yeah. yeah have you seen that that yeah. like doco where they go through that whole fight with the label yeah it's pretty gnarly that's huh? crazy huh but that that's a perfect example of being in that situation as well where you're kind of at the whim of someone else's command big time and like someone could have said to you guys like okay American dude and then uh, Aussie guy and like a rap duo nah that sounds kind of fucking lame yeah don't even, like we don't even want to go there mm-hmm. they might not have even got to the as far as playing the demo yeah because they might have just thought like oh the mar- yeah i don't think the market will like that yeah and it's like you could get shut down so like say my goal was to be on the radio yeah they'd be like no nah, i don't really like your voice you haven't really wowed me in these five minutes yeah. you're not on the radio yeah but it's like now it's like well you don't need the radio you just do a podcast you put it out or soundcloud that's right like, um fuck i was gonna ask you too about that um xx tenacion the dude that just got shot yeah the rapper yeah like he come up through soundcloud that's right like, fuck it that whole like soundcloud rapper thing yeah. is like the craziest yeah, it's shit a, it's a thing and you know i mean there's a whole it's a go that goes to the bigger social media conversation we were having at breakfast like it's a whole nother phenomenon now that dudes are getting notoriety and fame just through the internet you know it's like it, no, it, the, all the traditional avenues they're still there and some people do uh, it's applicable to some people but so many up and comers are popping out through these new channels you know what I mean and it's yeah it's crazy man like we were talking about Instagram models or whatever yeah. you know it's like yeah it's it's a whole nother beast you know did yeah. you um did you follow much of like what happened with that whole shooting Man, and shit? No, not really. And to be honest, I didn't know that much about the dude. Um, but it was it was. Cr- I mean, I've heard I've heard stories about like he did like a lot like a like a like an Instagram live or something. So dudes knew where he was gonna be, and that kind of led to. It was like a planned thing. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. That's what I've heard. But man, it was, it was it was amazing to see so many of the the icon iconic rappers that I look up to. And seeing, because I didn't really know the dude. Have and you played no, his album at all? No, dude, plays fucking. Like yeah, it's and, crazy. but to see their reaction to it mm. was crazy, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah, it's, yeah." You should listen. Yeah, to the man, album. It's, uh, that shit is so so fucking horrific, man. I hate that shit. Just to be a fucking twenty year old kid, man. But like the whole, um, that whole game of like wearing one point eight. Like I was just on Little Pump's Instagram, um, and he's another one of those fucking SoundCloud crazy dudes. Yeah. He had a $1.8 million diamond pinky ring on and he's like putting it all over Instagram. It's like, motherfucker, there's people in like full poverty like 15 miles from where you live. Yeah. Like you're in Beverly Hills, fucking Inglewood ain't that far away, son. Yeah. Like, and you're putting out that you've got all these fucking rings on, you got these teeth and all that. Like, you're just asking to get fucked up and that's what happened to that ex-kid. Yeah. And it's like he's, he had $310,000 cash in a fucking Louis bag. Yeah. When he got jumped. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, do you need all that shit? Yeah. Again, there's like, there's a weird rap culture in the US. Well, there there is, and it's so opposite around, like here, but. I know, isn't it weird? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the complete, it's polar opposite but um yeah man i used to get hella angry at like rappers when they'd be on their ignorant shit like now i've kind of come to accept it it's like whatever everyone's cool everyone's doing their thing and that's cool and i just try and stay positive about it but i used to get angry like you know thinking about like man you got this voice to reach millions and you're rapping about this shit and there's all these problems and you could be shedding light on this and that if i was in your position that's what i'd be doing you know what i mean and now i kind of I kind of don't let myself get too upset about it. Yeah. It is what it is. People are doing their thing and everyone's an artist. That's cool. You know what I mean? I'm just going to do me 
and yeah, that's what it's about. But yeah, it, it, it is crazy, that whole culture. And then there's that other dude, um, uh, the dude who fucking- Takashi? Yeah, man, throwing away, throwing on these guns and shit like a crazy lunatic. Have it, you listened to his shit though? Yeah, a little bit. I'm Fuck, like, I hate to say that I like some yeah, of his yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fuck, I hate that I'm saying okay, that. Okay, okay. I don't, I mean, the raw, it's just too over the top raw raw for me personally. It is full on. Yeah. But like, fuck, there's just something like, and I know that I don't like it, mm. but there's something about it that mm. just really sucks you in. Like I was, um, I had a comp on, like a fight and I, I was fucking pumping his shit right before. It. I just <laughs> felt, like, felt like a fucking killer. I'm yeah. Lie. It's, it, but it's a new phenomenon of rapper, isn't it? It's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And, like you're a MC mm. right like you can get and fucking spit mm. and then you get into that whole mumble thing it's like hum on a 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 hum and I'm yeah. just like the fuck are you like what is this yeah. that you're doing there's yeah. no there's not doesn't seem like there's the same skill and it's more about that image it's like, about swag a lot of it is about swag like that Takashi kid like he can't really fucking rap and I've listened to it ashamedly I've listened to a lot of his stuff yep. and there's songs where I, when I first started listening to it I was like this is the same song that you're doing like the the flow and the hits it's the same hits it's the same words yeah. that you're using yeah. as an anchor for your sentences yeah and I'm like there's no there's nothing real here but what it is is he's got 69 tattooed on his face yeah and he's got purple hair yeah and he's crazy as fuck yeah and that's what sucks people into like the narrative of this co- and it's almost like they become these caricatures not artists that's right well, yeah that's right but you know similar shit happened with Tupac man Tupac if you really go back and listen to his whole shit all of his songs like so much of the lyrics is about the same shit he's got mm. his, a few topics and a, a few rhyme words that he uses a lot but it was all about his passion it was all about his delivery mm. and he and you know I love Tupac like he was an icon to me but it's it's a similar thing where people kind of get in their lane and they just kind of keep repeating a very similar story over and over again mm. but um yeah I mean like I don't know man like uh, yeah it's the, the the beauty is now there's so much shit out there you, you can, can just pick whatever the fuck you exactly. want exactly you're not getting told what you have to yeah, like exactly dude I, I fucking you watch it as in that whole trap and like the mumble rap thing now and it's like you just see these buzzwords now yeah. where it's like rari skirt like yeah, and, it's just, and then every fucking dude and it's like that's thought. why yeah yeah that's why i'm like i love kendrick because mm. he'll sit back and he'll and you guys do the same thing it's like you're not just pumping out these songs just to stay in the charts yeah. it's like you're working on a body of work that's right and then when kendrick come out with damn last year mm. it was like fuck there was no trend in that there was no jumping on these buzzwords and and that's like drake does a lot of that shit like he'll kind of just put stuff out even though that motherfucker's crazy and he's talented yeah but he's on that kind of always staying on that relative he wants to be relative all the time as opposed to like just letting the body of work bring him back to relevance mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah 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 i think a lot of artists do that now yeah, I mean, J. Cole's recent record I really was digging where he kind of com- kind of commented on 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 the rap game itself and about these kids that are like putting these crazy you know crazy influences out to other kids and then they're thinking that's what it's all about mm. you know and then yeah I mean him breaking down you know and actually speaking to some of these rappers you know like you know this is what you're doing but this is what's going to happen if you don't watch it you know mm. and I I quite dug where he was coming from in his perspective there. Mm. Yeah, he's a he's one of those guys as well that that sort of just you know wants to put out the body of work. But I just I get really frustrated, and I, it's probably the same like I guess you reason you said you were frustrated. But it's like 
me and dad were on the couch the other day and an ad come on and it was for a news original showtime series yeah. about a fucking black thug trying to fucking make money and mm. not go to jail yeah and i'm like okay well this is the narrative that you we're not allowed to push yeah we can't talk about that anymore you can't we're not allowed to say all all people are like this all fucking like create these stereotypes but then it's like these are the people that are choosing to keep pushing this stereotype it's yeah. like give me some fucking real content yeah then just like push that same thing and i think like movies do it and then a yeah. lot of rap does it and yeah. it's like money bitches hoes money yeah, yeah, bitches yeah, hoes yeah. Money. But, and it's and like it's, fuck and it's, but it's been like that forever I know like it's literally been like that forever and we, we like B&E has been so on the tip of not doing that and that's like helped to kind of shape our style and our sound you know what I mean it's like the anti that cause it's just it, man it just gets fucking old as shit mind you I'm, I, I like myself a nice ignorant track here and there fuck I'm, I'm saying I, fuck, I like that shit too I love that shit like sometimes <laughs> I wanna put that shit on I was just listening to um the new Anderson Pack bubbling right yeah and the fucking video clip is so fresh it's fucking money machine spitting out money everywhere it's I, I love it I was done really well yeah. the song is fire like the beat is fire Anderson Pack is fire like it's that to me that's that's a good example of if you're gonna go down that lane and you know and I he's a, he's a pretty intelligent dude as yeah. well you can tell like he's not it's not it's not just ignorant shit at all he's like he's he's an artist I, I to me that's a great example of like taking that theme and doing it fresh doing it well yeah son. yeah but you see now when you get dudes that step out of that lane they have success mm. So it's like, it's almost, well, I guess you've got to have talent to step out of that lane because yeah. you almost don't need a whole lot of talent. Yeah. Like Takashi, perfect example. Like he's not a fucking talented rapper. Yeah. But he's talented at cultivating an image and a, and a storyline and like living as a character. Yeah. People buy into that shit. Look, the dude's killed it, man. It's And it's, it's, it's I mean, yeah, as much as I might not get into his art, but fuck, you know, all, you know, power to him. I just hope the guy's safe and he doesn't get himself into stupid trouble because he, um, yeah. After that X thing, he mm. posted a. Uh, I follow him on Instagram too. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he posted a video being like, "Yeah, man, I didn't know this shit was so real." And fucking, I don't want to do dumb shit. And I was like, "Man, everyone's been telling you this." I'm, shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a Charlemagne interview yeah, where Charlemagne yeah. like broke it down and said, "Son, you're gonna end up in jail or dead if you don't pull your head in." Yeah, basically something to that they sent. I was like, "Man, I hope I hope he does listen because oh, man, you can get get yourself you're into fucking up. trouble real quick." And you know what? I watched a video. I did like that when that Charlemagne interview come out like I'd heard of him and I'd, I'd had his music through like Rap Caviar on Spotify yeah, like yeah. the playlist so you kind of yeah. yeah I was hearing him um, but yeah when that Charlemagne interview come out I went down that Takashi fucking rabbit hole for a few hours on YouTube yeah and he got into a fight at LAX yeah and I was like, motherfucker, you can't even fight. Yeah. Like, you're talking all this shit. Yeah. Like, you would want to be able to throw hands, son. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't even fight. And I was like, fuck, you're doing all this shit. You're like, you're not actually even fucking hard. Right. Right. So I was like, man, you might be in some serious trouble. Yeah. But I guess it's just they're hanging around people that can, so. Right. Yeah. It's what, just, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, why is the Aussie hip-hop scene so different? Like, is it... Do you think that if we tried to do that shit, like it'd just come it just across would, super fucking fake? It just wouldn't. It, yeah, it just wouldn't be real, and it, and people would see through it in two seconds. You know, that's the beauty of what of, of of the vibe here, man. It's about real shit. It's about Australia is not about that. The culture isn't like that here. So why rap about something that doesn't really exist? 
on in this country you know i mean of course it does in pockets but on the on the greater scale not really mm. and it's and it's a crock of shit i don't want be pushing like some bullshit image that i don't live i just want to be myself that's the whole point of art right because then it comes hard to keep up to yeah and it's just well, and it's not genuine for starters but like let's say you did go down that road you'd have to be like oh well i was just gonna wear this but it's like fuck now what, what does Man, that like, what is that that thug thing i have that's to wear? the that's the biggest mistake of young artists when they when they go down a path that's not them 100 percent. the most important thing is you got to be yourself you got to represent your truths that is it and the, th- the cool thing is man there's no one else in the fucking world like, like you. you so embrace it you there's no one else that can be you it's you so figure out who you are that's a, I mean that's a big thing is actually figuring out who you are getting comfortable with that person and then owning that person and then being able to if it, you got to respect yourself to be able to have any respect from other people right so mm. it's just it's just all about then once once you you know yourself and you're comfortable with yourself and you stop giving a fuck what anyone else thinks you just do you and that's when people that's when people gravitate yeah and i think that artists are the people that we look to to i guess articulate what we're feeling and what we're thinking yeah it takes a guy like yourself and and with like so as well like with his struggles with like drinking and getting sober from that it's like people look to artists to share the extremes that they're not comfortable sharing. And I think that that is, that's why I think artistry, whether it's in the form of like uh, movies, music, poetry, writing, they're the, that's never gone out of style and it never will. No. Is because we need those people to take like those personal liberties to say the things we're not brave enough to say. When, and, and, and when is it that you connect the most when you relate to something? Yep. So if you hear a rapper say, talking about a struggle, you go, man, I've been through the same shit. I can't believe that. Suddenly, man, you're in, you're so much more of a fan or like an appreciator of that artist. Mm. A big time, man. It could be little things. It just makes you love the person because they're speaking the truth. You know it's real and in some way you relate to it. And that's the beautiful thing. So yes, yeah, for, for me, man, that's what I just continue to try and do with my art is just like, tell the stories that I've never told about myself or whatever and, and I feel like I could share I never like to like preach like you should do this you should do that it's more yeah. like I just want to let people in and let them know my story my struggles what I've done ways that I've you know improved myself whatever it may be and if they can grab a, a nugget of a nugget of inspiration or a nugget of being able to relate to it then fucking great that's what it's about and I think that it takes bravery from your end to then put yourself out there like put those things out but is there like therapy in that do you think 100% man yeah it's first of all if like if you're writing a song you're like man I really want to I really want to say something about this topic or whatever the actual the actual artistry and the and the process of writing it is like therapy because you're getting and you're kind of analyzing your thoughts and, and you know sometimes you'll sit down and write a song and you're like fuck I've never really sat down and thought about this particular thing and analyze it and kind of and that whole process is like self therapy you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then the and then the, the best thing about it is when you can flip a dark time or a, or a story into something positive and affect other people mm-hmm. in a positive way that's that's the that's the bee's knees man that's just like that's what it's all. That's probably the most, or one of the most fulfilling things in my life is 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 to be able to help other people, you know, just by sharing my truth. And when when did this all start? Like, when did I guess you even find that you had a way to do this? Because like, I don't think I could write a rap song. Yeah, it's what's well, because there's there's like there is a talent, and then 
it's obviously cultivated through the interest of yeah the thing man it just itself. started it just started as me and me and so being the only two dudes in, in high school that liked hip-hop music and were in, in, into nwa and public enemy and no one else even knew what the fucking rap was this is when it was cd stores there was no internet sanity son right and it was like the you, there was no fucking urban section even because the genre didn't exist here so i was like you go to the cd store the record store and you'd be lucky to get maybe two like CDs or albums that were rap or hip hop in the whole fucking store. Like that's how rare it was. But so it just started off with just, just that love of it and just us mimicking other rappers, you know, just spitting each other's favorite verses to each other. And then one day I like changed the lyric and made it mine. And that's so I was like, damn, that was kind of dope. I'm gonna do that. And it was just like basically almost lied herself into it. Just like, just by having fun, you know what I mean? And it all grew from that. But um, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it definitely does. Like you said, you get to a point where you get comfortable with yourself and, um, it does take balls to, to, to like talk about certain things, you know what I mean? But then once you kind of, once you kind of get past that, you, you kind of feel like you can speak about anything pretty much. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, being totally comfortable and be able to present it in an artful way. You know, mm. yeah. Well, coming from the States, so you were what, 13, did you say, mm-hmm. when you moved over here? Mm-hmm. So you're 13. So you'd obviously been I was, exposed to rap, yeah. and then you come here, and then there wasn't no as much rap. No, like, basically none. And that was so, so I was exposed to like the, the major radio station over in DC it was called WPGC. So that's where you're from, is DC? DC, well, just outside Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. So I grew up there going to public school, like hip hop was everywhere, man. It was the coolest shit, right? And so I, I just gravitated to rap, like that was what I loved. And then I came, my family moved us out to Sydney um, and my dad was still like in the States at the time and I kind of went back and forth six months here, six months there for the high school kind of thing. But I met Esso at high school in Australia and I, you know, he was the only other guy that liked hip hop and rap and we became mates and that's how it all kind of grew. But it was like, it was pre-internet, man. So it was like the mm. only way we, we didn't even think there was a local scene here until we saw this documentary called Basic Equipment, which came out in 1998. We were 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. And that was the like the first Australian hip hop documentary. And that showed us that there were these underground dudes doing it. And, there, and it's like when street press was the only way you'd connect and you'd read articles and like, fuck, okay. And then there was this one store called Next Level Records in Sydney that you'd go and it was like the spot where the whole like local scene would go to meet. It was like the Mecca. And it was like, you know, there was an MC named Trey, this female MC, and it was her, her album was on cassette tape. Do you know right. what I mean? Like that's, we're talking fucking a while ago, right? Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy to think how much it's fucking grown, man. And to be, to kind of like think that like we were part of this, this movement of upcoming groups that kind of like led the charge in creating the genre that it was. Cause basically the genre didn't exist. Um, yeah. And it's come so fucking far, you know, since those days. That's such a trip to be a part of that from the very early onset mm. of the like creating a culture yeah because now man like there's a lot of legit artists like i'm a huge seth century fan yeah like i I love what he does with he's a great storyteller he's awesome and like he can tell a really great story out of like something really yeah really simple and he's super clever as well with it the way he tells the stories yeah so it's like there is now a culture and then obviously hilltop hoods have been amazing you got 360 you got pez like there's a bunch of really fucking good dudes and i think it was crazy too that I feel like the scene had to rely on real legitimate MCing 
as opposed to like because we don't have that like easy like slot in fit the fucking you know just fit the weird. costume yeah yeah and then like you sort of don't need talent like you really do need talent to come up in Australia because there is no real definitive like character that you can just jump in and play yeah well, and, and you know what, man? Like, it actually... It was real ballsy of the scene to actually just represent what life is like here and and just people day-to-day and that, you know, lifestyle... That was because it wasn't what was happening in, in the states on the big on the on the main scheme, especially with like like you know commercial hip hop and rap. It's just mm. completely anti that. And don't get me wrong, there was a lot of underground artists in the states and around the world that were on that tip. But to be to cultivate it, it to me in the right way was super important, and it's what gives gives the local scene credibility. Do you think that that like? Is it a tight knit community? Because I'm not exactly like an Aussie hip hop aficionado. Like yeah. I'm not in the in the scene, obviously. Yeah, but man. Is I'm, it a pretty tight community of people? Or well, because we kind of been around for a while, we know know most of, pretty much everyone in the game. There's a lot of up and coming people now nowadays. Like you listen to Triple J on Earth. That's when you hear some of this new school influence coming in. Yeah. Right. Like I was listening to the Triple J on Earth like Spotify playlist earlier today, and um, there were some cats on there that sounded it sounded like it. Was was some mumble shit from trapping son it was trapping hard and i was like and there was a couple of lines in there talking about gats and i was like damn there's none of them here motherfucker i mean if if there is you must be really hard so yeah that that was interesting um and you know i'm not i I don't know anything about the the people they they might be living that but that's all good but yeah it was that was interesting to see that i mean definitely the influence is coming across you listen to the new thundermental single that like you can hear the influence the of what's happening over in the states coming in that chorus i think it's a dope track Mm. i can't remember what it's called but the chorus is fire but you can tell they're totally getting influenced by what's happening and that's cool man like I think I think that's what's art all about you know and especially we're talking about the internet it's it's no it's no longer this it's the country thing it's, it's no longer it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's global now yeah yeah and that's so cool yeah. Uh, are you on that fucking Baker Boy swag? Oh uh, man, I'm not. I'm not too deep in it. I don't know too much about Love it. Love that motherfucker. Yeah, I know he did well in the hottest 100, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's um. I love that. I've. I guess like we've been talking about it a little bit on the podcast is just like kind of when I went to the states and lived over there for so long, then I kind of you're like fuck. What is culture? Like what is Australian culture? And it, it actually made me think about what culture is and what makes culture because it's so different yeah and then growing up in north queensland i was immersed in aboriginal culture without even really thinking about it yeah and then i go away and come back and i'm like fuck we have this whole culture that's like really underrepresented yeah in a lot of ways like there should be aboriginal music there should be aboriginal music yeah uh, movies there should be aboriginal tv shows because that's like there is that's the culture and you look at you look at new zealand they're really good about supporting the the maori um culture and and the the maori arts and all that stuff and that's that's dope yeah fuck yeah Yeah. and like dude so there was a um there was actually i watched the ufc um over the weekend and there was a guy that was a new zealand dude and he fucking did his post fight speech in maori but he was a white dude yeah so i get well he's like half cast um but he didn't look maori yeah i was just like fuck like way to take a uh you know like a i guess make a statement for your culture and i think that um like a lot of the times we've just had negativity when it comes to um, indigenous Australian yeah quite like Mundine for example yeah like he'll use a platform to kind of speak and in a negative sense mm-hmm. in a lot of occasions and mm-hmm. it's like 
oh, I'm obviously I'm cool with Mundine, not Hayden. Yeah. But it's like. I just you see that like you said the Maori culture and you're like the way they use it and that was a colonization fucking deal that totally. went through is the same sort of thing man Australia's got the OGs really you Fuck know what yeah. I mean like it's I mean yeah it's it's crazy it's it's crazy to, it's just crazy to think about the whole the whole world and how like really only in the last few hundred years shit's really drastically changed to how it was right mm. you know what I mean and so well you, you know in terms of the world getting colonized and and opening up more and all that kind of stuff it's pretty crazy and then you think about you know even crazier shit like the agricultural revolution and suddenly we have this abundance of food and going back to the whole food thing and suddenly like all this shit's put in front of us and we're just no wonder why we're getting sick and you know what I mean all these things these negative things are happening because only in the last 200 years like we've changed our whole thing yeah you know like drastically yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And then going back to I mean, we're going deep here. Going back Keep to going, the whole son. Keep going, going back to the whole evolution of the planet and where we are as a species and then you start thinking about where we're headed, you know, um Mars son. Yeah, man. <laughs> Elon, bring it. And like yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's a great time to be alive. That, and I I wish I guess like while we're talking about that, like my message for all of this is like just fucking stop and chill. Yeah. Everyone just stop and chill. Yeah. We're all fucking everyone's angry at trump everyone's angry at this yeah. everyone's a fucking rapist yeah all white all white men suck like all this shit just keeps getting thrown i'm like shut the fuck up everyone stop just chill look look around yeah look at where we are mm. we're all fucking living in houses we're all pretty well nice to each other on a day-to-day but like yeah shit is pretty good yeah and we have access to change the stuff that we don't want to change like yeah you can fucking google if you're fat yeah and go how do i not be fat anymore it's like there's no yeah there's there's no one's fucking holding the keys the secrets behind a gate anymore yeah like it's all out there yeah and it's like yeah i just wish there was a bit like you said like everyone stop chill go for a surf yeah go for a fucking run yeah hug your mom yeah it's all we're all that's it man we're doing good good. that's it but i guess like it's funny that that whole thing become like hokey and fucking hippie you know yeah it's like when did just the nice being being nice be the, this hippie thing yeah, that's like yeah. kind of productive in a way yeah because it sort of was labeled that in the 60s really well yeah 100% the peace love unity movement all that yeah 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 but it's like well, that's fucking as real as it gets fuck yeah man fuck yeah um I guess where are you guys at musically now is it hard to keep making music after what 18 years of being together or is it this constant thing where like you're almost a new person in the last six months so is it like now this new album is like from this new dude it's just more fun it's more it's just more fun to be had it's like there's nothing better than getting re-inspired and inspired again and again for different things the world is growing influences are always changing you're always learning as a human all this shit funnels into music you know so it's I never and I I never want to make the same record again you know what I mean I, I always want to evolve and that's the key man and it's and it's always like m- making music supposed to be fun like i want to be i want to be inspired to do it it's like it's when, when you're hungry and when you're doing something that it doesn't feel like work mm. that's when it's that's the gold because you want to that's you know what i mean people like oh is it they asked me you know is it hard you know you've done yeah it's been fucking hard as shit like growing our growing our career from nothing to what it is now but i've enjoyed every second of it because it's fucking what i want to do you mm. know what i mean and having that passion is so crucial to anything if you're going to do anything in life it's like number one figure out what you fucking love that's the f- first thing don't do shit you don't like 
Yeah, and figure out how that's gonna work for you. You know, I fucking sold, I sold, you know, shoes for fucking, you know, part time selling kicks, and I was out the back like emailing my manager on my BlackBerry every fucking five seconds, figuring out our touring routing for our first Australian tour. We went and did shows in regional Australia before anyone else had done hip hop shows. You know, it's just having that drive and that hustle, man. That's for me. That's that's what it's all about. We kind of went, we went, changed topics a little nah, bit there, but doing. yeah, there's no rules, man. That's it, man. Yeah. Um, what, what was it like almost trying to convince people that Australian hip hop was a thing? Like, was it, uh, I, I mean, it's never like an overnight success because the business is always like a fucking crazy work in progress. Like you, I, I guess even now you barely feel like it's a, or it st- would still feel like a work in progress. hundred percent. But I, it's like, did the music, did it did people take to just the product yeah um because you were like convincing people that the shit was fucking and there's like an american dude and then there's an aussie dude yeah yeah i mean convincing maybe by just doing our thing and putting them out but not like actively trying to like yo listen to this this is dope none of that but yeah it's but you uh, had to create you you had to create ears for this shit yeah and the way we did it was literally it's like groundswell man like it was a grassroots movement we we were the first Australian group to to make a mixtape we did a promotional mixtape every show we did we threw those bitches out for free I was making them on a two speed CD fucking ROM writer right it would take half an hour per disc we had two of them going making black and white photocopy paper folded up cases we'd Uh. make fucking 500 of these things we'd go on tour we'd throw them out we'd make fans by literally one by one then we we figure out tours bring bring like get into my little hatchback five dudes in that shit we drive to fucking Newcastle we drive to Katoomba and the Blue Mountains we drive to Melbourne we do these shows for like 100 people sometimes if we and that would be a great turnout and then you know we'd shake everyone's hand afterwards we'd take photos we'd talk to people and we'd literally built it from the ground up we took every single opportunity that we got we were lucky to get some international supports um, early on because people saw the grind and the hustle and there wasn't that many dudes doing it so people needed when they brought out yeah, Cypress when Hill touring, yeah. when they brought out Exhibit when they brought out different artists they needed a, the, an opener so we got we got the call and then we took every opportunity and we'd use those two speed recorders to fucking burn those CDs and make them by hand and fucking throw them out to the crowd and, and that was it man it was a fucking grind it was a hustle but, how fucking good was that shit though yeah well it's it's crazy man because that every step every step we took led to further shit my bad every step we took led to further you know success success breeds success yeah it's it's crazy though like I bet that you look at those times now with like so much love when yeah I wouldn't want to do it again yeah. I mean like when I say like I love the journey yeah I love thinking back on it yeah but it was fucking hard man cause in the moment I bet it sucked dick yeah, to man. just be fucking like just hustling so just grind and grind and grind and then yeah. but like I feel like those things that when they feel like they suck, they're the most fun to look back. It's like the marathon effect. Like yeah. essentially, you're like you'd never want to do it again. Yeah, but it's like but you fuck did it. that was rad. Yeah, and now and now we got our own ways that we're hustling. We're still hustling hard. It's just we're it's, it's techni- in a different way. Yeah, technology has changed. Like and as you advance through the game, you you acquire skill sets that that help you to take it to the next level and suddenly you're dealing with different people and you're dealing with different opportunities and all that shit so it's the same shit it's just it's a different method it keeps going and you know it's like when I look back on it like that was fucking the hardest slog ever but we I just did it because it's it's like you're passionate about it man like you just want it you know Mm. and and because of it you don't you don't look at it like this grind the worst thing for me ever was when I was working at the kickstore 
like I was, and the way I defined it was I was, I was like, I was working for someone else's dream. Mm. Fuck that. It's like, I want to work on my dream, you know? And, and look, I, I get it. It's not an easy thing. It's fucking, it's, if, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. It's hard as shit and it takes a, a fuck ton of commitment. But you know, if you want it, you can get it. That's yeah. It takes commitment too. That is just like fucking not justified. And like, it's what we were saying before when you were like, um, just, asking about the podcast and stuff and it's like no I'm taking like a fucking huge hit like I'm now broke yeah when I don't have to be I don't have to be fucking broke yeah but I really want to do this yeah. and only this yeah so it's like you, you just have to take the hit yeah. yeah and it's like you it's like blind faith in a way yeah and because I guess like sometimes you're the only person that can really believe the vision yeah and I mean you you had Esso that obviously he really believed the vision yeah. as well but it's like it's it's in a time when so few people genuinely believe in what you're trying to do yeah. and you have to just fucking put the blinders on to all of that shit that says this won't work yeah man and have like that blind faith for a fucking really the long time the biggest thing for me was like getting it past my parents right because my parents were like like when are you going to give up this hobby and get a real job son like constantly right and they were like you got to go to university and I didn't really want to do it and I was like okay well if I'm going to fucking do it I'm going to do it in something I'm passionate about so I did fine arts I did film and sound right mm. so every single major project I would center around Bliss and Esso whether it was website design I'd build our website photography I'd do our press shots Fuck yeah. yeah video clips I'd do our video clips sound obviously music I, so I, I I basically got a, a degree working on B&E yeah. which was brilliant I made it work for me but man there was a point where like it was I wasn't getting on with the major like lecturer dude I did like I did our first video clip which was for Dreams and he, he almost failed me and the guy and I remember there was another dude in the class who was like killing it it was like all on the art art you know like there's a whole like philosophy and in, in this deep fucking analyzing of art right that goes into art theory and I was kind of not really into it I was like man I just want to do what I like and, and this guy was like killing it with the marks and stuff this was a student and he was the top of the class and I was basically the bottom of the class, right? And I remember he came up to me after I, I, I like presented the video clip for Dreams, the B&E video clip. And he came up to me, he's like, yo, don't listen to anything the fucking lecturer is saying, dude. You're gonna fucking kill it. He's like, you're gonna kill it. I remember him saying that to me and I was like, fuck yeah. And that That's was cool it. from him to say that because he was deep in, in, that, in that game, that art theory game. But he could see what I was doing was actually practical and I could apply the skills to what I wanted to do. So yeah, that was, I mean, that was a moment. But yeah, back to my parents, man. It was like the day that, the day I got to the point where um, my dad was like, shit because he was hel he was helping out with like some of the, the business affairs stuff in the accounting because he's an accountant and it was slowly the you know a band is a business basically and when you yeah. start you're slowly making money little bits and pieces and you're just putting it pumping it back into the projects right and there was a point where he actually kind of turned to me he was like I think this could be a real thing and that was a moment for me because it suddenly stopped my parents stopped being like get a real job and they started just full going ham out supporting me on what I was doing and that was that was a real cool thing man because that's it's hard man like especially young people coming up you got the influence of your parents right and you know and it's and it can be super hard when they don't see um, you know like your dream as a reality or or like an actual career path or something that you can actually achieve and 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 be and be successful in you know so to to for me, that was a big moment. When was that? Like in terms of the timeline of the BNE career it's, story, it's fucking hard to say. It was definitely, it's definitely after. 
it was definitely after Flowers and a Pain. We were on Obese Records, and it was still kind of like, in their eyes, it's still kind of a hobby. And I, But I was, because I was still working part-time at the Kickstore then, we were still touring, and then we signed with Elusive, and we put out Day of the Dog, and I think it was like we started getting a bit of momentum, and then leading into Flying Colors, which is where we really started mm. hammering, and that's when, that's when, like, that was our first gold album. Now it's Platinum. Um, that was, you know, we got an aria for that album, Best Urban album. Um, and that was when things started really rolling. And that's when the numbers started coming up big time in terms of attendance to shows and shit. I remember like when we first sold out the Metro Theater in Sydney, it was like a, it was like a venue that we had like opened up for so many times for other bands, people. Yeah. And that was a moment, man, to sell that out yourself was like Fuck! It was like if I, if I look back on when we were opening up, that was like a pipe dream. Like to mm. like, how the fuck are we gonna get twelve hundred people here? Like impact this dope theater out, you know? And then when we did it, it's like yeah. So I guess to answer your question, I don't really remember exactly where it was in the timeline, but I remember it was definitely a moment when it did happen. You know, I'm sure I could figure it out. I guess if I, if I nah, could I guess it's not put like it all together, but, but exactly, yeah, yeah but. But it, I mean, it, it, it took literally years and years of hustle to get even to that stage, to get to the point where your parents are like on board. Like, and don't get me wrong, they were on board, always supporting, but it was they always- They want it, the best yeah. interest for you. In and it was always like, a hobby. And my dad was always like, yeah, you got this degree now, you should be sending out resumes to get like a graphic design job at an agency. That's what his whole thing was. So he was like on me about sending these out. And I was like, I just want to rap, you know? <laughs> I just want to make music. And especially like them coming from as fuck, man, like I use an accountant as a reference of like the opposite of what I do because it is like it's fucking by the numbers yeah. and it's making sense of things in terms of profit and loss yeah. and finding the fucking place where yeah. a business is profitable. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what this is for a really long time. Like this is like I chuck my fucking swag in the back of my van yeah because it's like I don't know where the yeah. fuck I'm gonna sleep it's so dope though man and it's not out of um, but I can already see where you're going like when you show me the photo of like the bus and shit mm. what your vision is it's gonna build dude and it's and it's like and that's gonna be all part of the story man remember when I was swagging it in the back of my van like that's yeah. dope And it, but it's like it's the you have to get to a place like I really don't think success or successful people have this secret source where it's like okay, okay talent in a you're a fucking rapper you've got to have a good voice mm. and then you've got to have a flow and mm. then you've got to be able to create like lines and narratives and tell stories then you've got to be able to perform so like in terms of what you're doing there's there's definitely a talent based thing to where it's like same as being an athlete or whatever but it's like you say you use the athlete it's like how many of the dudes are the super fucking talented dude that just doesn't want to train as hard as the next yeah, guy yeah that's right so it's like there's really no formula for or there's no secret source in success it's not this random thing that no. will happen it's like fucking purely based on hustle man 100% and you, but you have to be smart to pick the thing like you need to know yourself and know, your know lane, what you're yeah. good at and then triple down on that shit that's it and I, I mean? and yeah. we were talking about Gary V earlier yeah. like that's one thing that I definitely do agree with him yeah. and I also do agree with him when he talks about you have to not give a fuck about what 
the people in your life think to a certain extent. A hundred percent. I definitely do agree with that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, and then, but um, once you get to that stage, it's so liberating. Fuck yeah. Because you know, it's like, it's like, man, you kind of get to this stage where you're like, man, you only live once. I want to be happy. I don't want to be under the fucking whim of anybody and what they think and making decisions on that or how they're going to think of this or whatever. And for, for years, man, I was like, I was scared to do certain things and it was like, I've I've been I've been in a twenty year growth uh, process throughout my life, and that's what that's pretty much what everyone should be on. I guess you're always learning mm-hmm. and you're always expanding. But through the 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 rap game, like getting more comfortable with myself and getting more, you know what I mean, and owning it more and more to this point where you're totally confident and totally you know comfortable being in your own skin, who you are. And, and like what we're getting back to like, man, no one else in the world is you, so embrace it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks. Well, that's what's kind of took me back a little bit um, today when we met and we're like hanging out having breakfast. Like you seemed really open, like way more open than I thought because it's like you get to a, like I'm fucking doing a podcast with you because like you've got to a certain level of yeah. not saying that like everybody I talk to has to be fucking famous or whatever but it's like you've got to a reason where like I know who you are and I'm like interested to talk to you yeah but it's you instantly come across as a guy that's like really willing to like ask questions and talk back and I'm like and it's like fuck like you've reached a level of like you've got to this point you're bliss from bliss and esso yeah and you could be cruising and not be on this like fucking bell curve of growth still yeah like you could stay kind of where sure. you're at yeah, you but I, I think that's fucking pretty cool to see that's what it's all about man like and i'm, I'm i didn't ex- i didn't expect that i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah cool yeah i mean man to me it's it's all about like i'm interested i'm interested in what other people are doing i'm interested in what's working for them what isn't working for them i want to know exactly specifically what they're doing to you know implement certain things or whatever it fascinates me all that shit and to me to me man it's all about fucking asking questions and growing and learning like fuck i think when people get to the point with ego where they they Mm. stop because they think they're the shit and they think they already know it all fuck that's the moment you just lose yeah that's the moment you lose dude i'm so sorry i fucking totally forgot i I knew i had an appointment at two yeah what is what are you it's do? two now i've got a, i've got a thing let me just call him real quick yeah, yeah, see if i can good. put it off yeah because right, cool. I'm, I'm enjoying this no that's all good yeah yeah i'm so sorry dude i just um no, i thought good. i thought we'd i thought we'd start a little earlier and we had breakfast and i kind of forgot no, that's <laughs> um yeah we we'll fucking just do another one at some point yeah man. cool man no, i've had a ball talking here yeah no it's been great man oh, i did yeah flip them yeah like that's that. it so yeah, well, I probably should wrap it up at like ten. No, that's yeah. all good. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? So let's talk about some shit where people can like fucking reach you and oh all yeah, that shit. oh yeah. Well, tell, me, tell the people what they what you got going on. on. Well, okay, on the socials, you mean where they can reach me? Just whatever the fuck you want. Fuck Promo man, some shit. Shit man, you're selling I mean, t-shirts, hey. you're fucking selling shows. What are no, you we actually got to get it. We got to get. Oh, fuck me, so sorry, dude. Um, okay. Back in it, back in it. Right here. Um, You're a busy man. I yeah, I am, it. man. I mean, yeah. Well, you know what? Like, for me, I'm I'm excited about this next phase because we got this new B&E project we're working on. I can't really spill the beans too much. I was telling you earlier, yeah, but yeah. I can't. I don't really want to announce it yet. But we're also working on a new B&E album. Um, uh, I'm also working on some solo shit. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just, this, this has been a, this has been a big life reset for me this year and it's been rad. And so I'm excited about, yeah, the future and what everyone, everything holds. So it's going to be good, man. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm keen. I'm keen yeah. to watch it. I've, yeah. uh, I've listened to the music for a long time, but I guess now on the personal level, I'm excited to keep watching, uh, 
the growth, man. Fucking yeah. inspiring me to keep doing my shit as Fuck well. Yeah. So, Fuck and yeah. Thanks for making the time. Fuck yeah, brother. Let's do it again. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll definitely do it again. I feel like we got a lot more shit we can delve into. One thing you did mention earlier, you real you really went past it really quickly, but I was gonna ask you about it. It's fucking Trump. I thought, I, yeah, I thought I was gonna I was gonna say some stuff yeah. too, but what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean real quick, like it's funny, man. I watch the news now about him like it's a TV show because every fucking day there's something gangbusters crazy going on. Yeah. And it's like, man, he is such an insane fucking person and the shit that he's doing is so whack in so many ways, but I can't stop watching it. I'm like, I got to check in with this idiot again. You know what I mean? Cause he's a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Dude. I, like, yeah. And, and you know, the, he's done so many bad things, you know what I mean? And I, I actually think he's in a fucking world of trouble with this Mueller probe. And I think that he's potentially going to be the first president that goes to jail but we'll see i don't know but yeah it's it, it i was gonna ask you about it because it's like i've never been into politics in my life in my life but for the first time i'm fucking i can't put the shit down because of the fucking craziness that's happening every day and i'm just like i can't believe this motherfucker like it's happening yeah dude that so that's like my whole thing because i was like living in the states while the yeah. fucking trump shit was going down and yeah. fucking i swear on my life mm. the fucking day he said he was running i said he's gonna win yeah why because i've been to butt fuck nowhere yeah i've been to every single butt fuck nowhere in yeah. America yeah. and it's like we see yeah. as, as people in Australia we see California yeah. and we see New York and I've we see I, the Kardashians yeah. we see the fucking real there, there's middle America there is a whole is, different beast and uh, yeah I've done the same thing touring man you know yeah. you know what it's like and the day he said he was running and I said this is a fucking you better, you better take this guy seriously because yeah is, this is a dude that is speaking to all of the fucking yeah. disenfranchised people yeah, the, and whether or not he serves them correctly but I, I'm fucking glad because exactly what you said about like I've never cared about politics yeah. it's time for us all to fucking care and, that's right and overall Trump's effect on on the US and the yeah. global economy of politics will be positive because now we fucking know this shit can happen yeah well that's it and you know what if like we're taking interest it's like what Bernie Sanders always says it's about the younger generation taking interest and actually caring about the shit and actually going to vote because without that never, shit's never going to change you know what I mean now that goes into a whole other conversation I'd love to talk to you about we don't have time about the future of where society's going and how technology can be a part of like Direct policies. Direct yeah, democracy. Exa exactly. I want to vote on this. Uh, yes. This. I, and I want to be able to this. say, this is what I believe in. I want the money sp spent from our taxes on. You know what I mean? J. Cole even says it in his new album. He's like, yeah. why the fuck can't I have an app where I pay all this fucking tax and say, this is what I like it spent on, please. These are the these are the areas which I want actually done instead of finding pointless wars or whatever. You know what I mean? Dude, my, yeah. my whole thing, and I'll, we'll wrap it up fucking quick. Um, I need an app on my phone, right? Right now, everyone can vote. Yeah. Everyone shouldn't be able to vote. If you're a dumb fuck that knows nothing yeah. and you don't give a fuck and yeah. you're voting, yeah. I don't want your vote. You don't need to be a part of my yeah. Australia. Yeah. So what we need is we need people to send... We need the policies to come through. Gay marriage. Yeah. You have to read... You, there's no more left and right. There's yeah. just a for and against. Yeah. They have to be fucking educated yeah. reference articles. And if you can't Dude. read through all that material How? and answer yeah. a questionnaire yeah. to show me that you know both the left and the yeah. right side of the argument, yeah. you don't get to fucking How long vote. have you been thinking this way? Because I've been thinking this yes. way a long time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm flabbergasted. It hasn't even fucking been brought up for debate. No. Like, it's, it's like, I haven't heard anyone talk about this like, hey, we should actually implement this or at least talk about it. I'm pretty... I, 
Man, fuck, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there is like a direct democracy party. Right, Australia. okay. Well, see, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I, when I say I'm into politics, I don't know anything about Australian politics, which is probably whack, but I can only, well, I can only handle so is, much shit at a time. It's basically a joke. Yeah. So like, that's the fucking real problem. But I mean, dude, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Let's get you, when are you coming to the Gold Coast? Man, I'll be up, I'll be up at some point soon. We'll be touring later this year. So keep an eye out for that, people. Well, yeah. let's um, have a surf and yes let's definitely have a surf a new mountain bike as well dude so I'm about to get my new Santa Cruz just ju- just ordering it uh, in the process of ordering it so let's definitely do that let's get Toby Price out there yeah. let's do some fucking rad shit and uh, I'll hook you up with Steel Lewis hell yeah oh yeah that'd be wicked he's the fucking shit hell yeah so, alright brother legend bro I'll talk to hell you hell yeah peace